Welcome to the Forensic Cop Podcast. Liverpool 4, Leeds 3. I was not surprised by the result, but I was a little bit disappointed with the level of defending on our part. I don't know how you saw that game. So I was a little surprised by the result only because in in watching it, it Leeds essentially took advantage of every single one of our big mistakes. Like they I didn't feel they generated anything on their own. It was all like truly egregious defensive errors, like you said. And I think they only got three shots on net. Three yeah. shots on three goals. Like, you know, again, not no criticism of Allison. He he had no way of stopping all of it, any of it. But it's just what are the chances you're gonna get three goals on three shots, right? So I think I thought the score Allison, yeah. Speaking of Allison though, do you think that last year he would have saved those or the year before? No, I, I think they hung him out to dry. I think he's I think he I, and I, I was gonna ask you about this. I thought he kind of looked a bit ticked off because I think he's seeing what's in front of him and he's not liking it. I don't know, do you think he would have stopped some of them? I think that he may have stopped one of those last season. Uh, or even the season before, but that really speaks to 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 his level as opposed to it necessarily being a major drop down on his end. I think now he's just looking like a really great goalkeeper as opposed to exceptional. So I think he was to your point. I think he was like unhuman before. Right. Right. I mean, he literally went to season without anyone scoring from outside the box, which I I, I don't think I've ever heard of. So he was something else. Is he not as good now? I don't know. I mean, part of the problem is when when your defenders play, and I can tell you this having played in net for many years too, is when your defenders are in a position they're not supposed to be, you are now in a position in your goal that you're not supposed to be in, right? Because you, you anticipate a defender playing a certain way, so you know exactly what angle you need to cut and how far you need to stand from each post. Now, if all of a sudden your defender plays in the wrong spot, you look like you don't know where you are, but it's not really on you. Right. So I'm going to, I'm going to go give him the benefit of the doubt. Cause I, I looked at all three goals and to me, they were clearly defensive errors. I mean, that, that first one was, uh, I mean, down the line where, you know, uh, the guy just got the better of Alexander Arnold, which I mean, it happens. But Gomez, I, I don't know what he was doing whiffing at that ball. Um, it, yeah, that was... I, I don't know why Joe Gomez doesn't start seasons well. Yeah, I was going to say, he looked like the, the crappy Joe Gomez who needs to be subbed for Matip. Right. And I would not be surprised if that happens the next game. Because Klopp has some history with... with he's, he's more than comfortable putting Joe Gomez on the bench if he's not playing at his, his peak level. So I would agree. Um, what I will say, I'll give Gomez this. I thought he went for more headers and he's more decisive in those headers. I noticed that too. So they've been talking to him, but my God, like just, I, not good. Like, like on that first goal, I mean, I don't know. Who do you blame it on? Alexander Arnold or Gomez? Mm, yeah, I, I, Alexander Arnold, cause that's his man and he allowed him to cut him. Yeah. Okay, but Gomez should be his 
his kind of safety valve there, which he really wasn't. Right. So, okay, I'm I'm willing to buy the Gomez. I'm, I'm willing to buy Alexander Arnold. The second one was clearly Van Dyke. And the third one, I actually thought Van Dyke was at fault too. I agree. So but, I know I, uh, it was Curtis Jones' man. And, and he had only just come on, so he's not quite at the races yet. And it all started from the poor throw. And I don't know... I, I don't know if we still have that throwing coach, but even when we do. We had, oh, we do. Okay. I never noticed any improvement in Trent's throw-ins from that coach. It was only, in fact, even Robertson, I never really noticed any improvement. It was only Joe Gomez. So um, there's it, there's no reason to be giving the ball away at that part of the field on a throw, and after we've just had a substitute come on. Yeah, I agree. Um, I I will forgive Jones on that because he's young. I think if Milner came in, Milner wouldn't have missed a beat. But yes, Alexander Arnold. I'm I'm literally rewatching it now. He he literally there's just nobody around. It's like he's throwing it to their guy. Right. And then I don't know, I don't know what Van Dyke's doing. Like it, it was it was Curtis Jones' guy that he should have been staying with, but. Van Dyke was just caught in no man's land there. And so I I don't know. I thought it was a, an exceptionally poor defensive performance. I noticed Van Dyke yelling a lot more at Gomez than he usually does. But I thought both of them were very poor. Yeah, I think they, well, Van Dyke in particular, I think he's just becoming a little bit too com- uh, comfortable. And that has started towards the end of last season. And so we won this game. But I'm hoping that he can, or they can collectively take some lessons out of out of this. So I I believe the word that you used was comfortable. the The correct term is cocky, my friend. Mm-hmm. That on that second goal, that was just plain cocky. Although on their third goal, I'm rewatching it. Allison might have gotten a hand on that last year or the year before. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, you're right. You know, I didn't notice it on first watch, but rewatching it right now, ooh. Oh, that hurts because it does really feel like Allison might have gotten a piece of that. Yeah. Um, but no, he I mean, a, I, he had a lot of plays in front of him, but still. Um, yeah, just a, a pure reaction play. I feel like that one he would have been a lot closer on last year. I've seen him save those. Yeah. What did you think? So I uh, I noticed the whole game. Uh, Trent and and Robertson were not running wild down the sidelines. Was that just a product of the way? Uh, Leeds was set up and and defending it, or was it something else? Probably a combination of the two, but for Trent in particular, I think he's only played two games this uh, in preseason, and they were both for England. And I don't think they were the full ninety, so he I don't think he's quite fit yet because he he was um, nursing an injury when the rest of the team was was uh, preparing for the season. Um, and in terms of Robertson, yeah, they just didn't give him enough space on that side to, to, um, uh, continue with the runs that we, that we normally see him make. Yeah. Um, so fair play to Leeds for pressing the way they did. Yeah. So I, I noticed the Leeds was pressing right off the bat, like crazy. Um, and I, I honestly, I did say right from the beginning, I said to myself there, there's just no way they can keep this up the full 90 minutes maybe if this was, you know, kind of a third of the way through the season when you're, you know, your fitness is all the way up and you haven't been tired out by the whole season. But first game, definitely not. You you saw a drop off at the end. I mean, the, the last goal that we scored 
was because the defender just couldn't move quickly enough to get in front of Fabinho. But uh, but that's a little bit ahead. Uh, I do have a question for you. So Salah, the the two penalty shots. Uh, did you think they were penalty shots? I know there's some argument, especially on the well on the first one, not the second one, obviously. Um, it's so hard to tell in slow motion. Um, so again, I I think what it comes down to is maybe a few years ago. My understanding is two years ago or something like that. They removed the word intentional from the handball definition. So I don't think it was intentional, but I also like his, his arm was clearly away from his body, clearly stopping a shot. Right. So, um, this season, what, what they've, or yeah, to your point, maybe two seasons ago. So once you have your, your, your arm out in an quote unquote, unnatural position, even if you don't move your hand, even if it's ball to hand, it will be called. Yeah, so I, I don't think it was intentional. No. A- and right off the bat, when it happened, I said to myself, oh, this will get overturned just because, uh, you know, he's like, it, there was no way he had the time to react, but it was truly in a natural position. Yeah, it was similar to um, the the Champions League final against Spurs. Right? Yeah, that except that goal right at the case, beginning. Yeah, except in that case, Sadio Mane kicked the ball intentionally at his hand into his hand, right? Which, by the way, savvy move, right? <laughs> uh, so, just as a side note, I'm I just I have the game playing in the background, and they just showed a replay of that third goal. That one you could actually blame on uh, Salah because the ball was thrown to him, and he came forward towards it, but then stopped running, and that's why the Leeds guy got it. Oh, I see. I hadn't noticed it, but still, no, no excuse for the poor defensive play by by Curtis Jones and Van Dyke. But anyway, I just wanted to mention that. So the two the two penalty shots by Salah, did you like them? Did you not like them? I like the second one. I'm not a fan of the first one, to be honest. I don't like it when they just hit it hit it down the middle, because it 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 tells me that they're just going for for power or assuming the goalie's going to move. Right, they're not waiting for the goalie to move and then hit it down the middle. And one day the goalie will just not move, and you'll slam it right into him. So, absolutely, I'm in agreement with you on that. I hated the first one, and I got to tell you, I actually didn't love the second one either, because if the goalie had guessed right, he would have been damn close to it, and he might have stopped it. Yeah, I don't. I don't on on the surface, I don't see Mosala as a good penalty taker, but. Perhaps he's he knows something I don't, and he's actually looking at the goalie and anticipating. But it just looks like he just picks a side and just hits it in that side, and he's been lucky all this time. However, I've only seen him miss one for Liverpool, so perhaps it's not luck. Maybe he, maybe he's just doing a little faster version of what um, Fernandez does at Man U. So yeah, maybe he's just very good at telling. Yeah, I'm I'm rewatching that penalty shot right now. I mean, if the goalie guesses right. There's, I would say he's 50-50 to get it. It's like I find Milner, when Milner puts it away, he puts it away. You can guess right. You can lean that way. You can do whatever you want. He's putting it in a good enough spot that no goalie's getting it. Right. And I don't feel that about uh, about Salah. So I, I actually didn't like either, but I absolutely hated the first one like you. I, I don't like that one down the middle. No. Um, did you notice? So I, I was actually, uh, 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 I don't know if I'm surprised but I'm definitely the clearly something has happened. 
um, Mane and Salah almost seemed uh, deferential to each other today. They There were times where I kind of wanted them to shoot and they didn't. You mean they, they, they passed a lot to each other? They passed a lot to each other at opportunities that I was like, just take it. Like when they had the two-on-one and they ended up getting virtually yeah. nothing from it. Right. And I'm like, if either of you holds on to it, you can do something with it. And they didn't. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that too. I, I think Klopp has clearly instructed, well, for sure he's instructed Salah to look for his teammates a little bit more. Um, you can kind of see, sort of see that compared to some of the, 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 the way he was playing last season. And for Mane, um, perhaps similar for now. Um, I, I, I did notice quite a bit of interchange between the three of them, including Firmino, but... It, they just weren't able to finish it. In particular, Firmino was just a little bit too... He was having one of those lackadaisical games, which he tends to have. And it, it's, it's always so frustrating because it seems as if there's no sense of urgency. Yeah, I, I definitely felt like Salah and Mane were all about getting it done, winning the game. And I felt like Firmino was... I don't want to say a passenger, but I would have liked to have seen more urgency, like you said. Um, there was one fun moment at the 39th minute where Mane, for the first time in a while, was selfish. Like He clearly had a good um, a good chance to pass to Salah, who would have had a much better chance, but he took it anyway and, and didn't get anything out of it. Um, and he immediately went to like a like like looked up at Salah to apologize, and Salah was like, "No, no, no! Like, good job taking the shot." Like, it's yeah. it's compared to last year when I felt like Salah was goal hunting, and then Mane was probably getting a little bit, um, you know, agitated with that, and sometimes goal hunting as well. I felt like this was you know the exact polar opposite. Right. I tend to agree too. They're, they're they they were definitely playing playing for each other and looking for each other and, and playing as a team or as a partnership compared to, to last season. Which again, I think makes them infinitely stronger. So I'm, I'm happy to see it. Um, so it was interesting. So uh, the first goal was obviously the penalty shot. Second goal, what did you think? A free header for Van Dyke? Yeah, I was, I was honestly, I was just worried that he, he landed very awkwardly. I don't know if he if it was intentional, but I was concerned that he may have landed with a little bit too much force on his knee. But perhaps that was just his technique to 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 um, head the ball and then just continue in a way he can run off and celebrate. I don't know. He looked like he was kind of kicking in the air after he he headed the ball in and he and then he landed. So one kick I did actually notice, I'll say this quickly before we talk about it, is uh, Firmino came up behind him and gave him one of the flying kicks, and I don't think he missed by much. <laughs> I remember seeing it and thinking, oh my God, is he going to hit him? Like it was, I'm, I'm re-watching it now. It's not far. From the angle of the camera they showed, I'm like, oh my God, what is he doing? And I'm like, okay, he missed. Um, no, but you're right. He, he came down a little awkward, but I think that was just him twisting his body. Um, he was wide open because the uh, defender was essentially obstructed by Mane. Mm -hmm. So, so here's my question. It's clear Mane wasn't intending to obstruct. He was running his own route. But do those need to be called? Because it was, I mean, Van Dyke got a free header because someone essentially set a pick. I'd rather that those are not called, but I, I also do want consistency. So I'm not just saying that because I'm a Liverpool fan, right? Um, I, 
I prefer to give the benefit of the doubt to the attackers. And unless somebody's grabbing the attacker and they do do that, I'd, I'd much rather they focus on calling those where people are pulling shirts, holding them back with their with their hands as opposed to an, an, an obstruction like that. So I agree, which brings me to my other point, which is when they had the... Uh... They had another goal. So at, at, the second, at the 78th minute, Jones was called for holding on a corner and the goal was called back. Right. So what did you think of that one? That one was, well, okay. It was a hold, but I still think they would have scored. So it's... So do you think that was an even up call for not calling on the first one? I don't think so. I think with VAR, I think... That one would have been overruled no matter what. So here's my problem with it. I agree. I actually agree that that's a hold. I think that needs to be called, but it's never called. Like, I know. like that's, that's the issue. I how many games? Like it's 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 a battle royal. It's Thunderdome down there, man. Like guys are grabbing, clutching shirts are ripping, and nobody calls anything. And this guy kind of gives a grazing hug to him, which again, it's a foul. I'm not disagreeing. But I just I now I'm at the point where I just don't know what's what they're calling and not calling. Like it was I I felt it was it was a hold, but I just you see it just so often. Right. Which is why I, I would prefer so if they can't get any consistency, then I'd prefer that they that they just let goals stand, if if anything. Right? Because if you're not gonna call everything then don't call anything except yeah. the most blatant ones. Well, that one, the the one with uh, uh, the one that was called back as the foul, that one um, could have been uh, a dive. I mean, he the referee called it because the guy dove. Yeah. So there's no question. Um, did he hold him? Yes. Was it that egregious? No. Did he go down like he was shot? Yes, which makes no sense because if you're held, if the top of your body is held, why are your feet going? But anyway, um, so again, it's I'm I'm with you. I'm okay calling it or not calling it. I just want the consistency, which I don't think we have. But what I will say, so that uh, that first Van Dyke goal, so the second goal we scored, actually they they didn't mention it in the broadcast, and I haven't really heard about it. That's actually the reason that Salah scored the third goal. Because if you actually look at the third goal um, on the shot that comes in, um, Van Dyke has two guys tracking him, and there's a third guy who comes and actually gets his head on the ball. And the fact that three guys are now in Van Dyke's area means Salah's left wide open. So it was really a case where um, I I think they got worried after that first one. They put extra people on Van Dyke, and that's what happens if you cover if you if you cover unevenly, you're going to get a wide open man, and Salah punish them for it. And what a great finish as well! Oh, it was a great finish. You know what? I kind of feel like that's been lacking. I feel like he has those chances, or at least last year at the end of last year, he had so many of those chances that he just wasn't finishing. Exactly. So it it, it was nice that he was able to finish that one, and then hopefully that'll give him confidence to to just relax and, and take a high percentage shot the next time, as opposed to trying to uh, clutch at it. Like, like he's, he has been doing. I, I agree. The one thing I will ask, so going back to the first goal, I just, so I'm not arguing it cause I'm, I'm a Liverpool fan and I like it, but why is it 
that every defender in the world lets Salah turn in the box. <laughs> the, he, he's always turning onto his strong foot. Like, why is that? Like, do they not scout him? Do they not know which foot he kicks with? Like, I'm like on the first one, he's going to turn to the inside. He's not going to go to the line. He's going to go to the middle of the field. We all know it. And somehow he's never stopped on it. I don't understand. <laughs> Have you, I mean, you've seen that over and over, right? Yeah. I, 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 I think we probably, it's, it's hard to appreciate how quick he and nimble he is in the moment when we're watching him. Um, so you think he's just that fast that guys don't even know? I think so. I think they know that he's trying to um, push towards his stronger foot, and they just can't stop it. And he's also strong as well, so he's able to hold them off enough to, to make that turn. So that's true. He's definitely bulked up since uh, he joined the team. Yeah. Um, so, again, I think uh, the, the biggest thing on this one was the, uh, the defense. It wasn't great. Um, how much do you think the defense was affected by the fact that Fab wasn't in the starting lineup and it was Hendo back there? Yeah, I was thinking about that because something is off with the defense and it's not just this game. And Fabinho, since his in return from injury, hasn't quite been at the same level. And I wonder if that has impacted the players behind him as well. And in this game, he wasn't even playing for the most part, right? But yeah, I, I so, so I wonder if there's a connection between having uh, an informed Fabinho and the way that we defend with 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 our first choice defense and Allison. So it's interesting because I actually Hendo was playing the holding midfielder role, and I actually thought he was fairly high up the field more than I kind of expected. Like I feel like Fabinho is usually not that high up the field that often. I felt like Hendo was trying to make more stuff happen might have been by design because they were playing leads. I don't know. Um, but I also felt like when Fabinho came in, I almost felt like Hendo stayed in the middle there. Like I would have thought that Hendo would come in and would give up the the central position, but I thought he stayed fairly central still through the rest of it. So I don't know, maybe Fab's just not up to speed to your point. I don't know what it is. But again... Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe it is he's the reason that the defense is struggling. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's a it's a combination of him. Uh, well, so uh, I think it's a combination of him not being on form. Trent for sure is also a little bit off form and has been for a while, um, which is normal for young players. So I I don't expect him to not have a period where he's he's not playing at his best for like two three months. Um, Gomez is Gomez. I mean, in spite of his poor play at times, at least you can always count on his speed, his and his his recovery pace. So that's a, a key advantage he has over Joel Matip. And I think Van Dyke is just too well. I use the word comfortable, and you use the word cocky. I think he's just a little bit too casual. I think that's always been one of the criticisms about him. So if you go back to uh, when he played, I think in Scotland, right? Um, they always thought that he would be, um, that was his the big thing. They, he didn't show urgency and they thought that because of it, he'd never be a top-notch defender. Um, so I, I, 
I'm wondering if it's coming in now, but I mean, again, this is like a world-class player. Like, is this just more a case where he needed a kick in the ass and he clearly got it looking like a fool on that goal? I, I, I think, I think, I think he's just a victim of the overall, you know, an overall step, step down um, from this Liverpool team compared to what we, we saw at the start in the middle of last season. Um, the there's a lot less intensity and and so it it was a little bit different before where the mo- the rest of the team was intense and he was casual and he was a calming influence at the back but now where everybody else is also a little bit lax it just turns into this chaotic chaotic meld of lax defenders trying to hustle to defend. And it, it's it's not natural. It, it it is not the natural game, and that's why we can see goals like we did yesterday. Yeah, no, I mean it's it's not ideal, and uh, it's unfortunate. I again, I'm hoping they turn it around. I I got to say, on an overall, I thought this was a absolutely fantastic game for Liverpool. Um, I know you're going to be like, "What are you talking about?" But it actually was because we we got Salah going. So he he had he looked like he had a bit of his old magic. We scored lots of goals, yeah. and we got taught some extremely painful lessons that you know Klopp will use going forward. I agree. I I, I agree. Anytime that we we can win a game with some howlers, I think it's always good, especially for the coach. The problem is if we play like that every single game then that becomes an issue. Yeah, I would agree. So hopefully we don't. I mean, worrying signs were, you know, Firmino looking like the bad Firmino. Um, But overall, I mean, it is the first game of the season, so you expect a little bit of rough uh, play. I didn't think we looked great. I don't know. What did you think of uh, Genie? I didn't really notice him, which which means he was playing his normal Genie game. Um but at the same time, as much as I like him as a Liverpool player and he's really brought a lot to the team, I do I do think that it's time to look elsewhere for a starting midfielder, right? So I don't mind him coming in as a sub up or playing a game here or there, but I don't think he should be our he, he should not be one of the three default go to midfielders because he doesn't he just he he just breaks down play. He he's he 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 hesitates before making that extra pass, and then he just slows things down in a way that, again, I'm just going to use the word Tiago because he's been linked with us in a way that he doesn't, or even Keita, or even Henderson, or Fabinho. So, yeah, I would agree. I mean, I I I love him. He's been great. You know, we've won with him. But if rumors are true that. Uh... Uh, Barcelona want him for 20 mil or 30 mil or whatever they'll pay. I mean, to me, that's a good exchange. I think we've got uh, young guys coming up. I think you're looking at uh, Keita on that side to play him all the time. You know, Hendo, Keita, and Fab would be a, a great midfield if they can all get going. And they definitely offer more. Like, it's shocking to me that Fabinho, frankly, feels more natural linking up plays and going forward than Genie. Right. And I don't know what it is because he's he's a good player and he he's played in more attacking roles, so he's clearly skillful. But there's just something about the way that he plays when he's in the middle. It's it's just very 
it's just, it's just very safety first. And yeah. Yeah, and, and and maybe that works against certain teams, but I think I do think there needs a bit more creativity out there. Um, so anyway, I because I, I, I did notice him like thirty minutes in. I think he touched the ball, and I was like, "Oh, great, he's playing." And I'm you know like, what it is? I think he he played well for us when we were the underdog, but now we're the champions and we are the top dog. I think we need to impose ourselves a little bit more, and I don't know if that's in his game. Uh, that's a good way to put it. I like that. Yeah. No, if you're going to impose yourself, he's not the guy to do it. Right. He's the guy to keep the engine running. He's not the guy to rev up that engine. Right. Yeah, no, well put. I like that. So um, anyway, I, what did you think of Jones and his 30-minute uh, cameo? Other than the error that led to the goal? Yeah. I like him. I've I've actually I've I've been really surprised with with what I've seen from him towards the end of last season and in the preseason. He he's a lot more mature than I'd given him credit for. He's only nineteen, and having watched him in the youth teams coming up, I just thought that he'd be the kind of player that needed to play in his natural role and needed the ball all the time and needed to 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 be the focal point of the attack. But he he looks like he takes instructions well and. Klopp is not the kind of manager to just play somebody because they're scouts or they're the latest kid from the the academy. He he has earned his position there, and it, it says a lot that he's playing in the midfield. Over, I mean, we have tons of midfielders. Marco Gruich is somewhere. Shaq <laughs> is coming back to bit to to fitness, right? And and yet he's chosen to to play Jones because he he clearly he has a skill. He's bulked up a lot. And he take he listens to instructions, so he he he's he's playing in the role that club is asking him to play in, and um, yeah, I, I I would not be upset if he started every other game for Liverpool in the midfield. Yeah, I agree. I I I thought he so other than the error on the goal, I thought he wasn't brilliant. He didn't set my heart racing, but he was solid. He worked. He. Uh, he was in good positions. He was where he was supposed to be. He was trying to generate things, and I liked it. I thought he was good. And to your point, Klopp doesn't gift anything. So right. if Klopp's got him out there, he's working in training, and you can definitely see it. So um, again, uh, a big addition. And I know, as as I had previously predicted, uh, not a whole lot happened for Liverpool in the uh, transfer window. Uh, so... You know, we don't have, you know, the cavalry's not coming in like uh, Man City where we can go and buy guys. So we got to have them from the inside. And I think he's a good kid to have from the inside. Um, so anyway, uh, last thoughts on the game. Who was your uh, man of the match? I'd have to go with Salah just because of the goals. But uh, to be honest, nobody really stood out for me. Oh, damn. I was hoping you'd have something better than that. So that was actually my thing. I thought, you know what? Salah had a hat trick, so you got to give it to him. But I hated both penalty kicks i thought one was terrible and the other one was barely passable um his goal was great his legit uh goal was great but i i found nobody really stood out either i was kind of hoping you would have someone um almost what i'd say is like the the best part of the match was giving up those goals so badly (laughs) so somehow the man of the match was all the defensive errors because that will help going forward (laughs) Yeah, and and I'll, I, the only thing that I hope is that they don't see the fact that they were able to squeak out a win as some type of invincibility. I, I really hope that they, they go back to the drawing board and try to figure out what is going on. 
Yeah, that's true. I hadn't even thought about that. I guess in my mind, I'm thinking like giving up three goals, even if you win, is like kind of an embarrassment. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, like if if you're Van Dyke and you give up those three goals and, and you give up three goals, one of which is a glaring error on your part, the other one is kind of an error on your part, that you, it wouldn't matter that you won. You'd just be like, yeah, that's not okay. So I guess I'm hoping that that kind of comes through for them. Yeah, um, because we we have two two tough games coming up, and perhaps that'll it might actually help us to play Chelsea and Arsenal next in the league. Yeah, I mean Leeds, you know, more power to them. Their lovely team, great story, came up. Um, I honestly think this is a bad game for Leeds because I think it gives them a sense that they belong and. Frankly, I thought they had a whole lot of luck on their side because those errors, I we don't usually make errors quite like that, or at least not three of them that you finish off that clinically. So I think uh, it might give them a sense of false security. But hey, if it gives us a sense of, uh, you know, we're not invincible, then that would be a good thing. So uh, I don't know. Who would you start next game? So let's say next game against Chelsea, right? Who would you start, Matt Tipper or Gomez? Who? Right, I I will start Gomez just because of his recovery pace. Yeah, and and to to give it another go, if if he fails to perform there, then that's when I will now start questioning whether. Although I will still start him for Arsenal too, because again, because of his pace. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. I I would have said if it would have been another team, maybe not him. Um, there's clearly something at the beginning of seasons with him. I have no idea what. But clearly not. Um, but yeah, with with the pace that those teams have, the youngsters that they have, um, you don't want to uh, you don't want a guy to fall behind. So yeah, I would agree, Gomez for the next couple games. Maybe give him at least the Arsenal game, or sorry, the Chelsea game. And if he uh, if he really looks bad, then you might have to switch him. But at least his pace to recover would be a big help there. Overall, when you start to the season, how are you feeling? I'm actually feeling a lot better than I was before the game because. I've 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 not been very confident given the form that they've shown in, in, in the past few months. And if we did not win this game or if we lost this game, it could have set in some some doubt and especially playing two strong teams next. I would not have been surprised if we lost the first three games. It it could have it, it, it was very possible in my mind and then that would now have alarm bells ringing. So I'm I'm happy that we scored. I'm happy that Salah has a hat trick, and I'm happy that we made those mistakes so that they can kind of buckle up. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty confident against Chelsea and Arsenal, um, especially because we have some unfinished business against both those teams. Yeah, I would agree. I also think they've got some new players, and it might take them a bit of time to integrate. Um, overall, to your point, I I wasn't really sure who we'd see. I expected we'd see a sloppy team. Um, it was sloppier than I thought it would be, but in the end, they seem to be able to to get it together and and pull it out. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to the season. Hopefully, hopefully Van Dyke's got his uh, mistakes out of the way early, and it didn't cost us. So we'll see if that's uh, true. And uh, who knows? Maybe down the line we'll be. Uh, hopefully, we can be champions again. Again, uh, Man City hasn't played yet. They get a bit of a longer break, so uh, we don't know where they stand. But at least we didn't pull a Tottenham and and lose in our first game of the season. 
For more stories, analysis and articles, go to theforensicop.com website.